Podcast. Crux Yeah Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Here we are for another week, and it's a very special week because not only do I have one phenomenal guest, I all of a sudden got a bonus phenomenal guest, man. We're here with Paul Smith and Casey Coleman. What's going Goddamn on, Goddamn right. You got How both the you? top and the bottom. Bottom is Casey. That's Everyone knows that in the scene. Everyone knows it. Nobody knows that in the scene. I don't know why you have to put our personal life out there like that. But now everybody knows it. So thanks, Paul. Hell yeah, dude. Um, shout out to, uh, before we get started on the We Are The Flesh on the music side of things, thank you so much for this uh, 28-day period. We got over 200,000 streams on Spotify alone this month, which is awesome. So thank you so much for that. Everybody that listens on the We Are The Flesh side of things, thank you so much, man. Um, we love it. We're looking forward to seeing our Spotify unwrapped for the end of the year. So that's going to be very cool. I think there's going to be some awesome stats in there. Thanks to all the fans that listen to us. So really do appreciate that. But um, yeah, man, on the comedy side of things and the and the new being a new comic i'm here with two guys that are way more seasoned than me been doing comedy a lot longer than i have hell of a lot longer and both you know do shows all over the state all over the region all over the country so it's awesome to have you guys here man yeah we're no alonzo Bowden, but we (laughs) like we do stuff around here (laughs) (laughs) yeah semi around here we're trying to be Bowden. that's it Bro, I, I'm just lucky. I know him just because of life circumstances, dude. It's not like I even... So I'm lucky to know him, man. He's awesome. But um, like I was telling you before we started... Dude, I just, if I saw him buying avocados at the grocery store, yeah. I use it as a credit. Like I opened for Alonzo Bowden at Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I opened his bags for him <laughs> so he could put the avocados in there. That's, I don't want to brag or anything, bro, but uh, I've opened for a lot of celebrities. <laughs> Paper, plastic, bring your own... <laughs> but uh but yeah man um yeah i was just texting like i told you guys before we started man i just texted him today because i fucking finally saw the comedy store documentary and finally watched it um it's awesome five parts and uh he's on there like they they feature they talk about brian holtzman and then they show a clip of him doing his podcast in his studio or house or whatever the fuck he does it and then like alonzo was on there so i was like ah shit texted him i was like yo man i saw you on there oh yeah dude dude alonzo Bowden, if you're listening man I love you. <laughs> like it's that was a real love that I put the bass in the voice and everything. Uh, Alonzo, if you are listening, Paul loves you. Uh, I could use the road work though. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you in advance. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, did you guys also know that he's the voice of the villain guy on fucking Power Rangers? What? Yeah, that's which, his, which villain guy? The fuck, oh, you Power Rangers, I'm going to get like that Lord fucking Zed? guy. Is, Is that, that his name? Lord Zed? I think that's his name. The red dude with the... The guy who controls the shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not wait. One of the guys on Power Rangers. It's it's the fucking villain guy. Dude, you are fucking Alonzo Bowden's credits up right now, bro. No, I swear <laughs> to God. I swear to lack God. Of, lack of MC oh, experience right here. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. <laughs> Let's look it up right now, dude. Because I know for a fact he's definitely done. We're looking this up. Tell people more about how I'm about him. Yeah, tell him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey, totally about him. Um, Tell him all about it. This is why he was not quick on the draw with Power Rangers trivia. Only tops can do that. You know, that's. (laughs) Not all of us can come in with that tops energy like you did right off the bat to be like, oh, guess what? Casey's about him. (laughs) Let's see this shit. 
Let's see. Hey, but in the meantime, man, thanks for sorry for uh, not having a uh, a wine bottle opener for you guys. I'm used to having uh, fucking little kids on this podcast, and I don't, and I, I don't fucking drink. I don't fucking drink, and I got children on here, so I'm used to fucking like you know. Hey, man, you want a soda? You want? They're like children and more candy. They're like more ways than one, dude. Like they're like so young, but also started comedy so young. So like I'm I'm kind of jealous, but like just seeing where they are right now, I'm like, you nah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not jealous anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, here it is. Did you find it? It was the voice of Thunderon, which oh, Thunderon which sounds like a porn star. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. Which one is that? It's it's, uh, it's uh, Ron Jeremy in the '60s as his first moniker. Oh god, I'm not okay, sure okay. Who that is. Oh, I sure thought it was the fucking main guy. Never mind. He he looks like a main guy for one episode ever. Well, in, he in, looks like a bottom. That's, <laughs> <laughs> if every rock monster, if there's like a sexual tier list, yeah, that's a that's a bottom rock monster for sure. Yeah, rock bottom. Boom. Rock bottom. You know who the top is? Never any story. Rock that rock is the top of rock monsters, bro. Straight <laughs> up, he was like an entire mountain, dude. Dude, uh, did you guys also know the? Uh, I forgot the actor's name, but the Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. He was the voice of Shredder. On oh Ninja yeah, Turtles. I knew that. I, I knew that. Swear to God, I knew Ninja that. Turtles. That's yeah. true. That's yep. totally true. Yep. Holy shit. Uh, yep. Did you know uh, in Ninja Turtles two, Super Shredder? Do you know who played Super Shredder? Nah. Kevin Nash. No oh, way. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I know Vanilla Ice made that cameo. Oh hell yeah. Go Ninja. Go <laughs> Ninja. Go. 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 Apparently Kevin Nash is not happy about it. He's no. Like, Get that shit out of here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, dude, that was the cameo of all cameos. Yeah, and then uh, what was that? Uh, the Filipino kid's name, something Reyes Junior. The, the like the kid who like the, he, they take under his wing and shit. Yeah, the pizza delivery guy. Yeah, no. I don't know. The, he was uh, Surf Ninjas too, right? He was. Yeah, was yeah. the same guy. He was like the only one with karate skills in that movie. <laughs> yeah, he had legit yeah. martial arts training. Right, his dad is like some crazy like L.A. martial arts dude. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. So like that's how he got onto turtles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, those movies, um, they were terrible, but they formed my childhood. I don't, like, I don't know about you guys. Like, terrible, oh, yeah. campy martial arts movies. All they day. weren't. I mean, it, at the time, they were amazing. You know, now, if I go back and watch them, it's corny. I even tried, like, a few years ago, I went back and tried to watch some uh, some Ninja Turtle episodes on Amazon, like, that I would I yeah, knew, recognized yeah. from when I was a kid. And I'm like, yeah. I can't fucking watch this, bro. I mean, it'd be like five minutes, and I was like, I can't. Did, uh, did y'all ever watch the Three Ninjas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Three Have Ninjas. Have back and back. watched it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I didn't go Oh, back. it's such a fucking disappointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so bad. Isn't isn't Three Ninjas pretty much like Home Alone, but with like karate? Yeah, it's like a home invasion, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Three Ninjas. I forget what the plot is with that, but I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, because they like they definitely there's like a showdown in the house, and they. Well, yeah, it's like they're. I think their their grandfather's got like some magic ninja knife or some shit and uh this guy from tokyo since his dumb fucking he, he got it from iwo jima kc you know well, whatever World like, War II. <laughs> i'm surprised you would be defending that right? uh, <laughs> he doesn't like he doesn't like the japanese are you <laughs> are either of you guys sopranos fans oh so yeah, yeah i'm i'm a, <laughs> it's, it's like uh, i mean i've watched sucks um, i've watched fucking i've watched that series from beginning to end multiple times at least three or four and uh, I've listened to Talking Sopranos. You did the podcast. You've been mm-hmm. checking that out. Uh-uh. It's Michael Imperioli and Steve Shrip of Bacala. Yeah, yeah. And fucking Chrissy. And they go through the whole thing episode by episode. Michael's the nephew, awesome. right? Michael. Michael yeah. He's a nephew. Yeah, Chris. Christopher. Chris. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want to see Santa New York, but like, 
I hear mixed reviews, but that's from people from Texas, right? Uh-huh, so like, uh-huh. I'm like, how the fuck do they know? They don't I, even know pizza down here. You know what I mean? Like, how the fuck? It's. I'll tell you, man. Okay, if it weren't a Sopranos universe movie, I don't know if it would stand on its own. In my opinion, it's a great movie though. I saw it, and uh, it is cool, and it does tie a lot of shit together. And there's some cool things that get revealed in there. So that's all I'll say. It's definitely awesome. But um, I brought that up because remember when fucking Paulie says to uh, the Korean guys, like, hey, never forget Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wrong, but it's so good. This Paulie right here would be like, Pearl Harbor never happened. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a Pearl Harbor denier. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's so fucking good because it's like, it doesn't make any sense and he's stupid, but no one says anything. And that's what's, that's what's great about that show. That's what's great about that show, dude. Oh, God. I love Sopranos. Sopranos is great. Like so much like early titties, you know what I mean? Yeah. On HBO. Yeah. Easy yeah, HBO. access. That was like the common theme with HBO. It was like, especially in the nineties and like early to mid two thousands. It's like the thing about HBO is it's like any show on cable, but with tits. Oh yeah. That was like it. Like tales from the crypt. Anything Dude, that came out on HBO. The best one out of all the original three Showtime, HBO, Cinemax was Skinemax, bro. Cause you might get lip that. every now and then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but that's like the late night stuff, you know? By lips, I mean like you know, you know, you can get closer in. You don't have to be like, oh, you know what I mean by lips. You know, you know, you know. I was just clarifying if Linda Stogner was listening. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, <laughs> they talk about sex. I think Linda would be fine. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, HBO definitely that, they, and they've had such a three hundred sixty degree, like or one eighty degree from where they are now. You know what I mean? Like now, it's more. They can do some awesome shit. Have you guys seen the new Curb season, dude? It's so fucking. No, I haven't good. seen it yet. I'm oh, waiting. I'm excited. It's so good, dude. There's five right now. I banked. That's as long as I could hold out. Oh, actually, I'm lying. I was in. Remember, I was in Kansas City. I watched one. Yeah, getting ready. I let it t- build up a little uh, so I could binge a little, so but I couldn't hold out. So we watched the first and second episode last night. Dude, that shit's so good. I got to tell you guys, dude, too, from being from L.A., that shit is so accurate, like <laughs> how L.A. is. Like all that's added is the show business part and Larry being famous, which is also accurate. You know what I mean? Like all that shit is so spot on. And that's Just like the that daily stuff they do is like very... Yeah, the mundane daily shit and like the bitching and bickering and the things that they do. That's you're just you're so just describing accurate. Jewish people right now. You know how crazy that's LA, racist dude. that is. Like. That's, that's fucking L.A. Straight up, dude. Straight up. That's not. It's the truth. <laughs> I'm from the L.A. of the Northeast, then I guess because like there's a lot of delis. Uh, nobody, no, y'all. I don't know if y'all picked up on what just happened uh, if we're recording vi- uh, video but Paulie started like so yeah that's a bunch of like uh, that's a bunch of like Jewish shit and he was trying to get it started and then he handed me the microphone like go ahead ah, he <laughs> lobbed it up for you shit, <laughs> yeah I just I know I had to tee it up for you buddy you're from Louisiana I was like see he doesn't want his real heart to like come out why do you think I got the fuck out of Louisiana? <laughs> Dude, so I haven't been over there yet, but I've heard from a lot of people. It, like if you're traveling, if you're driving from Texas into Louisiana without even looking, you can tell when it switches. Is that true? Uh, yeah, it gets more stabby. <laughs> uh, yeah. It definitely, no, you the, might. The roads are terrible. The roads are terrible too, but yeah, it gets more. Uh, like what you should get at the visitor center is. Uh, a guide to places where you won't get stabbed in directions back to Texas. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's really what they need in Louisiana. Mm. 
I think you'll fare well at like plantation houses, though. You know, Casey. Right. Casey's <laughs> <laughs> trying to lob it up again. Here's right. the mic again, yeah. Casey. You're trying to get me canceled, yeah. Paul. <laughs> yeah. So how about those Jews? How about those plantations? <laughs> I know you're recording this, but I also have my phone out recording a conversation yeah. just in case. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Got like Fucking. CCTV and shit all, all queued up. So yeah, you dude. want to repeat that line about the Jews, Casey? Because yeah. uh, the people want to know. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, dude, I'll tell you, man. It's really cool that you guys came out and really cool that you guys are doing this, man. Because you guys have been uh, you know, very nice to me, very welcoming. I was talking to Shiva, and he was like, dude, for being like new, he's like, you're, you're lucky. He's like, you're lucky that you're getting treated so nicely. <laughs> That's what he said. Well, it's because so, like you got some years, you're more mature, and yeah, you know how to like, talk to people. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to be honest, man. I mean, that's what the whole thing about the, the little sub premise of this whole podcast is about the fact that I'm new and I'm not trying to act like I have more experience than I do. I'm not trying to act like mm-hmm. a bigger deal than I am. I'm, I'm literally just like learning and you know trying to embrace everything. So well, the big, the thing about that you don't have yet right mm-hmm. we'll see mm-hmm. you still okay. like first year right? we'll see yeah it's probation probation it's, time bro is uh the first couple of years of open mics you're gonna start getting like maybe some bar shows maybe some like some spots here and there and then you do well and then you'll just get this hubris about you like you deserve more you know what i mean like okay he's saying that because this is how he reacts to shit <laughs> Paul's like, I don't know if he saw it killing it. He like goes into a fucking weird Bill Cosby. He's like, <laughs> no, that's that's just for me and him banter. That's it. Like, I, I only talk to Casey that way. But um, no, like the uh, the reason that I think you're cooler than most others, you know, it's the age thing, the maturity, sure, yeah, right? Yeah. But also the fact that you don't have like this chip on your shoulder. Because like uh, so a lot of micers people come like, in the game kind of cocky or what? Well, the thing, okay, the thing about it is there's going to be open micers that have been doing open mics for years, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to automatically think they deserve more because they put in the time, right? But it's not how the industry works. You got to you gotta work towards certain goals and, you know, you know, go beyond certain thresholds to get to those points. Yeah. And you have to really have to have a, a vision to get there, right? You know, some people can be raw, talented, and they'll get there just on accident, right? But, you know, for for an older person, you kind of know, like, just how to play the game in general. And that's not the game for comedy. It's in life, everything is game. Right, right. You're more accustomed to playing games to get, like, oh, I know this. And I don't, you know the entertainment industry, obviously. It's very, it's mirrored to yeah. comedy, pretty much. So, like, um, but what a lot of... Um, young open micers in any scene I'm not talking about just this scene right they have like this chip on their shoulder and they're very unprofessional and like they have like this image about themselves mm. and which you completely lack and I think this mm. has a lot of combinations a lot of factors with you being in music mm. you being older mm-hmm. having a family mm-hmm. having a big ass house in Burleson that like I'm gonna make some calls undisclosed location we're gonna we're gonna rob this joint <laughs> <laughs> well I guess kind of to like jump off of what he was talking about about just being professional this happened in wichita okay over last week they were having an open mic and uh during the show this dude comes out just comes out hot out of the showroom to sign up and he just walks up and he's like hey yo where you guys got the fucking list like he had an attitude and the bartender was like hey man don't be talking to us like that and he was like, me and the feature almost got into a fight with this dude because we were like, Fuck. that's not the way you talk to somebody at a club. 
He was like, no, I know these people. I know everybody. We're like, dude, that doesn't fucking matter. They seem mad that you were talking to them like that. And we're trying to tell you, like, we travel and do this. This is not the way you talk to people at a club. You know, yeah. So, yeah. A great example of shit not to do. Right. He's like, no, I know everybody here. It's like, uh, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> no, because <laughs> they weren't happy about it. And we were like, you, the first thing we were saying is like, you need to apologize. And he went into like a 10 minute spiel about, no, I know him. We hang out all the time. Like, well, clearly they don't fucking think y'all are cool enough. Yeah. We'd be talking like that. Yeah, obviously. And it took him forever to apologize. Yeah, that's uh, that's awkward. I have a, I have a, a little bit more farther back. This happened earlier in the year, in the summertime, right? At Backdoor. So, Casey and I rarely go to Backdoor on Thursdays because we work on the weekends there. And Linda doesn't want weekend guys to mm-hmm. go there. But, like, Todd Justice started hanging out there. So, I'm like, all right, let's let's go hang out with Todd. You know, let's just hang out the line. I, I love the line. Great bar. So, I went, the first Thursday I ever went there, I think you actually know this guy because you went there a couple of times. I don't, I don't know his name. He always wears like this weird blazer, kind of short, stocky. He does like jokes that you should not be able to do at backdoor, like dead baby in a blender type. Oh, really? Yeah. He's yeah, got glasses. Okay. Really weird guy. The mental picture's kicking in, but I've, I've never heard. Well, anybody. mental is the right word. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, dude, I'm surprised they, they let yeah. him come back with that. Yeah. So, like, the first time he's ever talked to me. So, I'm in that little vestibule in, in between the bar and the club, right? Uh, where yeah, they take yeah. tickets and shit. And I'm just talking to my friends that I've, I'm seeing there, like other, other open micers. And if you don't know, like, I'm very social butterfly. I talk to everyone in the scene. I don't care, right? So... I'm in there, and then I never met this guy before. He comes up to me. He's like, are you a comic or an audience member? And I was like, what? How, why does that even matter, right? And yeah, this yeah. is like when in the summertime when they're getting like sold out audiences. You can't even like walk in there for the open mic or whatever. And, he's like, and he repeats himself. He's like, are you a comic or are you an audience member? I was like, dude, why does that matter to you? He's like, well, um, it's really hard for like comics to get on this show and like the audiences have been sold out. So like, it will be better if you were not a comic. And I was like, oh, you know why? Cause like, I'm a pro and I work the weekends here. So that's probably why you don't know me. And I just walked away. And then like every time I have a chance, like I remember, do you remember the time, were you there when he asked about that joke in the middle? Like when he asked me, or he no, asked like a bunch of I don't comics. think so. I have separate, like, just a quick thing, because uh, this dude does this all the time, the guy that you're talking yeah. about. Uh, he knows me as a comic, like a weekend comic, and he'll come up to me all the time and he'll just start pitching jokes. Just start pitching jokes. I'm like, this is not the way you workshop jokes he like, just comes up to you and starts telling yeah, he just you comes up to me and starts telling me jokes i'm like i don't want to be here right now this is yeah that's so mm-hmm. weird bro yeah. the slick way to do it is to make a couple of friends right and then you just drink in and then you just have the idea you run it by them and they're like fuck you for running a joke by me because they'll catch it they could smell it dude yeah no. like anytime a, a comic just doesn't understand that you don't run up and start pitching jokes <laughs> to another comic i just try to force myself to like spontaneously combust <laughs> it never works but i'm like i just want to get out of this shit so yeah dude i don't blame you that's unbelievable dude that's unbelievable like if i saw i would never I, I would, would you never, ever approach anyone like that? No, ever? because I wouldn't have the, I wouldn't have the delusion to think that someone would. 
care. Like, it's like, why would you do that? Unless, unless you're, it's like a, cl- a friend and you're like, yo, man, I'm trying to workshop this thing. What's your opinion if you're sitting down? But some guy you barely know that you come up to in a public setting and just go, hey, man, so this, you know. That's well, no, and that's the right way to do it. The right way to do it is to, like, build some sort of a relationship, like a friendship okay. with somebody. Yeah. Right. And then say, hey, man, is it cool if I, like, talk some jokes like workshop some jokes yeah, yeah, with yeah. You, what do you or, think about this or do this you want to like uh start a writing session or something yeah because then it's mutual you know yeah like that's the best way to do it some people just don't get it though yeah that's uh if i saw that i'd be like wow that's yeah. fucking weird just like uh i i think this i listened to a couple episodes and you're welcome by the way Crux. of this yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, i saw that you were I, the guy okay yeah i was the, i was the one dude just rifling through and um um yeah i think it's it's been said in earlier episodes but like i wanted to say it because um say they're open micers and their opinion doesn't count but they're right sometimes uh, and so, uh, <laughs> so but no no that just don't be an asshole you know what i mean when when i like <laughs> I like preface my asshole comment. Yeah, yeah. He started out coming in hot like an asshole, yeah. and then he's like, "Just don't be an asshole." Though. Well, what you forgot to do there, Paul, is you forgot to do the racist uh, lob up for Casey before. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Time. No, like the thing is, uh, like there's only a couple comics like open micers I'll talk to like that openly because I like them and like they're my friends. Sure, and like we have banter, right? So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just don't like just don't go up to any random person you don't know if they're working you don't know like what level they are if they're at a mic or a venue just don't like say some crazy ass shit outside of your head you know what i mean no 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 yeah that seems like common sense to me man um and also the way that i look at it and like we talked about before it's kind of like you know hey man like you know this isn't my first like rodeo with like entertainment necessarily and also just like with life and like you know having jobs and just being around people and shit um it's like I understand that there's like probationary periods and especially if you're in something like comedy or something like a lot of the performing arts where there's a revolving door dude like people come and go I mean how many times the, the as long as you guys have been doing it how many times have you fucking seen people just come around for a couple months and then oh, completely disappear and then come back oh, nine so months later times. and you're like oh fuck that guy well that's yeah. why I don't get in like he talks to a lot of people that go to open mics I try to not get invested I don't blame until you. I see somebody's around for a little while yeah. and then I'll try to start a friendship Right, or whatnot, but I usually don't for a while. It's and not. I, I it's not that I'm an asshole. It's just show me you're invested, dude. Yes, you it's know? like it's like a war. It's mm-hmm. like, bro, I, if I'm on the firing line with you, I don't want to get to know you if I know you're going to be dead tomorrow. It's a you war of I mean? attrition, my friend. So, like, I'm sure you've been in less than a year, and you already know people that just stopped. Yep. I was texting with a dude that uh, was around a bunch. So you know where Earl Campbell is right now? Is that what you're saying? Dude? <laughs> he owes a lot of people money, bro. <laughs> oh, it's getting thick now. Yeah. <laughs> this is the second time he's come up on this oh, fucking podcast, really? bro. Yeah. Uh, did, yeah. Did, was a, a comic that he stiffed on one of these podcasts? Uh, nah, yeah. Yeah, one yeah. of them indirectly, but uh, mm. but yeah, interesting thing, man. I fucking rode. I, I gave him a ride. I know him pretty well because we rode down to Austin together one time, one Monday, like in the summertime. Mm. So I spent three hours there, three hours back with him. Yeah, and uh, yo, yeah. uh, minimal. <laughs> minimal. Paul Smith ask, <laughs> asking the questions everybody wants to know. 
So B.O. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. Uh, minimal B.O. But, uh, <laughs> That's impressive. That's yeah, actually impressive. Yeah, not his, as bad as his, you uh, BMI. The weird thing that he said, and I said this last time too. <laughs> the weird, the weird. Wait, I, I like how Paul's BMI to BMO ratio goes. <laughs> <laughs> BMI to BO ratio. Those, that's like the the golden ratio right there, bro. Oh yeah. So the funny thing that he said on the way back from Austin was, uh, he was like, and I said this before when he came up, is um, he was like, yeah, man, next time we go down um, to do mics in Austin, we should uh, just, I'll just rent like an F one fifty, and we can just take a group of people. And I was just like, but I we already have cars though like you know what i mean he was like yeah but then it would be like a truck and we could all ride down in a truck i'm like but we already have we, so it was my, just weird my you know question I mean? is who's riding in the in the back because yeah, like that was in, in, in an rent a, and it was rent a truck too it wasn't like let's rent a van let's rent an suv it's like let's rent a, a ford f-150 like right after he stole all the red room money this was <laughs> right, before that. Right. let's go get one of those 1995 <laughs> u-haul trucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude yeah, it was it was interesting. Dude. Put a couple of sewing machines back there, make T-shirts for the comics. You know, what like were you going to say merch. before? You were going to say something before. Oh no, I wasn't. I okay. don't think so. That's fine. Doesn't matter. It's water under the bridge. Look, man, here's the bottom. I could take the mic when I want. All right? uh, <laughs> no, he can take it. He can take it. <laughs> Fuck. Did you guys see? Um, did you guys see? It's very obvious that I have HBO Max based on all these fucking shows <laughs> that I'm asking these guys if they've seen. But have you seen uh, the Woodstock documentary '99? I have. You saw that? I one. have. Okay. Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it was phenomenal. It's great like, for us because we're around the same age, so yeah. we can all relate well, to I am, that. I think I'm the oldest one in the room, though. Yeah, but not yeah, by much. You fucking old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> what was that scene that fucking we were drunk as shit and we were dying at laughing at? It was. Uh, <laughs> It was a reaction. It was a. It was a cop, right? Yeah. It was a. What was he doing? It was either he was looking like just like dead eye panned or something like that. Like I forget what the cop was doing. But we was were this in the throwback footage. Or this was a cop that was talking, so, getting so interviewed. Every now and then, when Casey and I, Casey and I, come back home from backdoor on the weekends, we're like hammered, and we continue to drink at the house and watch random shit. Yeah, yeah. Like um, we watched. Uh, what was like we watched some like gay ass shit like friends like the friends reunion <laughs> like, I thought he was gonna say like like porn like the gay ass porn <laughs> bro we get down no. some gay shit no and not I, in a negative way it just it's very gay like I remember it was the objectively. it was the friends reunion but there were girls there so it was okay <laughs> that makes no, it okay that I remember it was like some cop reaction I forget exactly what it was it made us crack up but there's like two times where we like we had to like pause when we were drunk watching something. I remember that was one, I forget the scene, but the scene I remember clearly was in the new Suicide Squad when mm -hmm. um, it was fucking, what's his name? The SNL guy, the Davidson guy, oh, Pete Davidson. Yeah, yeah, yeah Pete So Davidson. when Pete Davidson was talking to that weasel and we we're uh -huh. like, we had to pause it and like, dude, they look exactly the same. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, I think the, I think they got his That's twin funny, to be in this movie with him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we, we had to pause the movie for like five straight minutes, dude. Like, we we're just dying on the couch, man. Damn, dude. Uh, yeah, that now was that, interesting. Now that twin is fucking Kim Kardashian, by the way. That, that weasel twin. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Uh, it was interesting to watch that, man. I just watched it last weekend. And um, it's cool because 
I would have been on the younger, like I'm 36 now. I would have been on the way young spectrum. Like if I had gone to Woodstock 99, it would have yeah. been like, what are you doing here? You're kind of young. Cause everybody's there like late teens, early twenties. Right. So everybody that was a little older, right. Um, that was there, but I still remember it. I remember being a thing. I was into a lot of the bands that were performing there. It was a big thing. MTV was huge back then. Dude, that was, that was a summer vacation before my senior year. So that was like prime time age for me. I was like, why can I go? You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No, I was around your age at the time. Like I'm 35. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh man, corn and limp biscuit. Corn and limp biscuit. They were oh huge back then, bro. Yeah, bro. Corn and limp biscuit sounds like the worst Thanksgiving ever. But. I know. <laughs> I know. Dude, they were fucking. They were. They were so big, dude. So big. Yeah, it was great. And corn was great. Limp biscuit caused shit though. They yeah. caused all that. shit. Wasn't it so funny though that one dude that was like, you know, he's like in his 40s now and he's talking about it. He was on MTV before the guy that was like talking about how he was rapping uh nookie lyrics like the day before and he was super pumped he was saying everybody that was on there was like i'll admit it i like limp biscuit i was into it like they're saying it like they're confessing he was saying it like you know what you know what i hate to admit i listened to limp biscuit last night so (laughs) dude nothing wrong with it bro yeah i was well i was trying to listen to that new fucking album that they put out dad vibes yeah and i was like "Mm, i'm gonna go back to the other stuff and then i was like "Mm, i'm just gonna go (laughs) (laughs) well dude i'll tell you man their first album three dollar bill y'all that shit was heavy bro that was fucking that was was it the first, first cd ever? you ever bought that was that was the first cd i ever bought went to walmart and picked it up and i was like they cussing this yeah walmart <laughs> that, hey me. man that fucking album was good bro ross robinson produced it yeah like that was fucking good dude for the time it was, it was released in. it was how how old were you when you picked this up had to be 12 11 uh, shit. yeah maybe like 13 14 it was yeah, yeah, it was okay. before i learned what all the nether stuff did uh, uh yeah, i was yeah. like okay i need something that i like and then i found titties and i was like well, fuck limp biscuit <laughs> the reason so the reason why i picked up that album was because i was already a big corn fan at the time right i was already a super corn stan right and uh uh, I was also Deftones big time. They've always been one of my favorite bands. Deftones is good. So my this older dude that worked in the bro, music store was like, bro. have you heard these guys? And he showed bro. me $3 bill. And he's like, they're friends with the Deftones. And I was bro. like, oh, well, if they're friends with the Deftones, then I got to check the CD out. Deftones is like the only band that I thought that held up. I still oh, yeah, love the shit out of the Deftones. Sure, sure. I mean, I feel like in their own way, at least for Get their Radiohead, Get out of here. They weren't in that shitty oh, no, new metal no, no, wave, okay, though. Okay. They're yeah, interesting. Not the same genre, but like, yeah. They, they started in the same wheelhouse as all those guys. as yeah. Corn, Limp Bizkit, et cetera. But then over time, what they did, they did something interesting, man. Like when their third oh, album, yeah. when White Pony came out in 2000, Ugh. they made a huge statement with that album that they're like, we are now departing from the whole rap Well, they had they had a thing. little of that in the beginning. They did, the, for sure they did, yeah. With the uh, back to school, but then it just started was going little, all right. over the place and house of changing the house of flies that was yeah like, oh, oh, they did some God. amazing shit and, and yeah. it was definitely a big departure the album in general was a big departure from around the fur which i love that's my yeah. favorite album honestly yeah but but white pony is great you know what i mean yeah and, and since then well for a lot of people white pony has been like the benchmark album yeah for a while yeah it's true know? now i'll tell you i gotta admit this dude when that came out i went and bought it uh, on the day it came out june 20th 2000 right what's that were you a fan right away or not so kind of- i was at the time i was not dude i was not when it came out i wanted it to be like around the fur i wanted yeah. it to be like a heavier yeah. around the fur so when it came out and i went home and listened to it in my cd player i was like ah what like this is a letdown now give it a couple years later i i 
started playing it all the time. I was like, oh, yeah. dude, these guys were ahead of their time. Like, this is great. You know? Yeah. What did so. you think about the subsequent, like, all the other albums that came out? So I kind of dropped, let's see. I, I listened to, I very sparingly listened to the fourth album. I forget what it was. it self-titled, I think? Uh, yeah, it was the Saturday Night Wrist one, I think. It I had think that there was on one, it. There was a self-titled came out before that. Then there was Saturday yeah. Night Wrist. Okay. Yeah, those are two that to. I kind of missed. Right, right. And I caught back at, uh, what is it, Yo- no- Yokan Nokoi or what? Yeah, 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 whatever it's called. Yeah, I was on the road at the time, and I was like, oh, fucking new Deftones came out, and I knew there was a dude in the kitchen that was a Deftones fan. I was like, did you listen to it? And I high-fived him. He was like, mm, all right. <laughs> so, all right, let me get my nachos, bitch. I don't want to yeah. Dude, he was between meth crystals at the time. <laughs> like, I'm trying to smoke a gram tonight. So, like, right. uh, you know how surprised I was when I found out that Chino was a style of pant? Oh, oh yeah. yeah 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 i i didn't find that out until i start i worked at a clothing company as a graphic designer <laughs> at a at a company called the hager i don't give a fuck they don't pay me anymore so <laughs> and i was what? like wait you have a singer for deftones pants <laughs> you got those you also have deftones? a jonathan david slacks <laughs> <laughs> you got those jonathan davises yeah That's they're awesome. special pockets for tears you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah dude um yeah, all that shit brought back a lot of memories watching that documentary, dude, because um, uh, I'm glad you guys saw it, too, because I was thinking about that today when I knew you were going to be coming over. I was like, oh, yeah, like they'll be able to relate to it. Like if I'm talking to someone who's like 20, they're not going to really know. Like they'll probably know who a couple of bands are, but they're not going to understand how big a deal that was. They weren't even know? born, dude. Yeah, well, they're barely, if so. How ironic would it be if some of them were made at that Woodstock? That would be <laughs> hilarious. Like, right? dude, I know all about that shit. I was conceived there. <clears throat> and then, like after the documentary, we know that like their pregnancy was probably like not the most hygienically safe. You know, like oh, for those parents, the pregnancy was probably like the the fires that were happening at Woodstock. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is not what we need. This yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those fires were actually the showers. They're trying to burn the germs away. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, man. The thing that, and, and another reason why I want to ask you guys, because a couple of like the cringy things that I felt like some of those journalists they had like comment, commentating, like commenting on the different stuff was, I, I just felt like it was kind of like, um, like when they started going like, and it was like, you look back at that time, you see girls gone wild. You see like the spring break vibe that MTV had. And you see all this stuff is like women were sex objects. They were just told to shut up and like show their tits. And like, that's all you're there for. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I agree a hundred percent with that dude. Cause like, let's get this out of the way. First of all, places like Woodstock created a huge, the lack of supervision, the lack of training for security created like this huge opportunity for guys who were legitimate pieces of shit to take advantage of women. Oh, one hundred percent. A lot of uh, like women, girls got raped there, which is fucked up. That's inexcusable. That shouldn't. Well, yeah, happen, and that, that was a thing that was always a problem in live concerts, especially yeah. like metal concerts and shit, where you have a bunch of incels around, like fucking yeah. someone who owns titties. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Oh, oh, That's true. What you guys don't see is that when Crux explained all that nasty shit, that Casey has a big boner right now <laughs> it's like this is my that's why ground. the angle of the camera is up and here then, it doesn't go then, down there and then paul was like get on the bottom because it's <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you got to move the move the boom back, dude, because his his bone it's moving it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true, dude. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man. So like, there's I, I get that, and there's that's fucked up, and there's no yeah. excuse for that. Super and fucked. A hundred percent. A lot of and a lot of festivals, a lot of concerts create openings for shit like that to happen. Yep. Okay, not debating that at all. That's that's something that could be improved on for sure. But this is where I disagree. When they're like, "Oh, well, that was just the culture, and that was the expectation." It's like, no, nah, you got to remember, dude. They'd ha- they try to take this angry white dude angle. Yeah, and it was really like I get it, right? It was it was angry. Like there were angry white dudes that made the music, right? But sure. like. They're trying to really kind of 2021 it at the end there. They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. That's what I would like kind of roll my eyes at. Because like on the note of the, the woman thing, okay? Like when they're saying like they're just sex objects. Okay, look. You have to realize this was 1999. So like late 90s, early 2000s, all those girls gone wild ads that we always used to see. Son, like oh. you, you have to remember, dude. There was no so there was no smartphone. There was no camera. There was no social media. Yeah. So if you were a girl, like you weren't as concerned as you would be in 2021 about being on the internet and getting like that shit texted to all your friends and family and being on social media. So what I feel is like is like biologically, psychologically, um, if you're just like guy. So as a teenage guy, a lot of guys that are like teenage, college age, what do they want to do? They want to try to get attention and validation from women. Generally speaking, they don't usually have, young people don't have money, right? So what do you do? You try to get jacked. You try to go to the gym so you Except can get for Dan Gilbert is like, I'm just gonna keep watching anime. Like that's that. There's <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, I was close. I was like, I'm gonna keep eating corn dogs. <laughs> I'm gonna go the other way and see if anybody's into this. <laughs> see if anybody's into the other direction. But you want you want to do something to a chat. So like the female side of that is, oh, I want to get validation. So if I'm attracted to men, I'm gonna to try to get validation from them to see, am I a hot chick? That was like a test to see if you're a hot chick. Like, are people gonna validate you? And like, are they really attracted to you when you show off parts of your body and stuff? And that was kind of like culturally what a lot of young women did back then, right? Now what do they do? Now girls have to be smarter about it because of the mm-hmm. technology at hand and the fact that everybody's got a camera in their pocket. So what do they do now? They do it's the same thing it's just a rearranged version bro they just post like you see teenage girls like young girls post like risque stuff on social media they're not necessarily nude but they're doing provocative shit because they want to see that validation now it's digital well you know what crux there's a paywall now. It's called OnlyFans, baby girl. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, true. that's like that's true. If you want to see them titties, if you gotta pay. Go, if they want to take that extra step, month. if they want to take that extra step. <laughs> Sorry, I just heard you say the rearranged thing, and I was like, are we working Limp Bizkit titles into <laughs> conversation? I'm trying to throw those lyrics in there subtly, bro. If we're gonna do that, I'm gonna break stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What you don't know, I have a pair of emergency Jenkos in my truck at all times, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> like a did you have some? Concert. Did you have some Jenkos? I, I did. No, I, had a couple I had several pairs. I had the corduroys. I had like the. Yeah, I, had the I had the jean. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were warm as shit until like the wintertime. You're like, all right, all this space is not really warm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought air was an insulator. It really wasn't, dude. It was, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man, fucking. But yeah, that's one thing I was like, ah, I feel like I disagree, man, because like it's that was like a cultural thing where it's like, dude, it's just natural kind of validation validation stuff because like those girls weren't like human trafficked to the concert they weren't forced to walk around topless they were choosing to do that you know what i mean but then again like the thing the other thing that i not then i flip back and disagree with is remember that one promoter guy or one guy that was in charge of the thing was like well i have to i can't help but blame the women here a little bit for walking around that was like whoa dude okay hold on a second that was fucked up that's a little little hey hey i own a greek diner in jersey (laughs) i mean women are women guys they were asking for it yeah that was a little that's a little that's that's not that's overboard but yeah no that's that's skeezy dude 
Racist, yeah, it's, racist it's, go. No, it's totally uh, oh, racist. Here we go. Here we go. Finally going to catch me. Finally gonna... Yeah, as long as our white one. <laughs> Paul, you know me. You know I don't think that at all. <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to go into. Now. We, fuck, we fucked oh, you I up. I started him with the whole. We uh, fucked you so up. So, like, all right, here's the interesting fact about Casey and myself. This is why we're like, we're, we're such good friends. Because, like, we can never fuck the same person because he has. All right, so our. Our like uh, taste in women is so opposite mm. that they can never cross paths. Okay, so like he, yeah. <laughs> uh, he likes white women, and I like everything else. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. No, dude. All right, all right. He made it really oversimplified. All right, like he he likes. All right, this is down. This is a scientific term. I I uh, cleared it with Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> it is the nipple or the egg. All right, so like it's. He likes dark nips. I like light nips. That's. Which came first. <laughs> I was trying to make a stupid joke, and you were like, oh, that's literal. It's a nipple to egg argument. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, no, yeah, if there's the nipple, I'm coming first. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah. So, that's, that's like a thing about us, and you will never see us. He has this fetish image of asian women it's it's kind of upsetting you know <laughs> hey look at him the dude that's fetishizes white women getting on his little his Fuck. little his little uh soapbox over there <laughs> look i gotta go to starbucks with my book bag in front of my pants like it was high school all right because they're being random boners you know just random no he just wears condoms with his pants open <laughs> that look like pumpkin spice lattes yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. come on white women what are you <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny, dude. No, but yeah, uh, fuck that doc. <laughs> yeah, fuck that doc, bro. Like, um, I, 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 I saw from the saying too. Like towards the end, they were really trying to politicize it. I thought the beginning, like the first few episodes, was great because, like, it was like, oh, it's really informative because like, I wasn't there, and they're telling us yeah. like the skinny and like what it was like to actually be there for yeah. several days, and then at the end, they're like angry white man again <laughs> I mean, it's like oh my yeah. god dude. yeah yeah it was it was interesting man but like you know it it was it was kind of a funny take because they were it was also obvious that a lot of the commentators or journalists or whatever the fuck they were don't really some of them there were some good counter arguments that get put in there because one guy i remember they they included his clip in there where it was like you can't blame the artists for what happened because they were just there to do their thing which i 100 percent agree with like the people that were trying to say, yeah, all these bands cause this like frat boy rape culture or whatever. It was like, dude, okay. The music business works in the opposite direction of that. Okay. You have to understand these bands built an audience because they did what they did and a bunch of people liked it. And then a label spent million, especially back then millions of dollars on a chance that it was going to go big and it happened to. So a lot of people bought into it and a lot of people liked it. So, the fans came to them and made them big. That's why they're there. It's not like they existed and then they created this like rape culture or something. You know what I mean? That's not how it works. I will say I agree with that mostly, but I feel like all of Limp Biscuit's fans are rape culture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the band name alone implies, you know, a little, a little ruffian attitude towards <laughs> sexual behavior. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's an ex we'll, we'll make that yeah. exception. Yeah, dude, and it's just it's weird to talk about how the every industry has changed with with digital media. Dude. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's like even back then, even like you know, music we had to have physical, actual things we had to play music off of. Also, our porn. 
You know how hard it is to f- like fucking hide physical porn. Bro? You guys did. I mean, did you guys first get exposed because someone's stepdad's got a VHS tape stolen oh from or something? That's how. Oh, that's no. how me. That the was first me. time that I saw anything. Uh, I had a friend whose dad had the Playboy Channel down the street. Uh. So his dad was at work. He was like, "Hey guys, let's go down to yeah, my yeah, house." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, huh. "All right, cool." And then we went and watched, and I was like, "Was my pee pee hard?" <laughs> 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 was he was he the nice kid in the neighborhood too? Like he had like a sweater vest and a flannel, you know? Like, no, he was like a no. He was the absolute asshole. But for some reason, this time he was being cool. <laughs> like, all right, I'll jump in on this. That's fucking funny, dude. Do that. So back in the day, you're 36, right? Yeah. And Casey's 35. I'm, I am 39 years old. Yeah. So well, it's basically the same. I mean, it's basically the same, same. But like, I'm I'm like Gen X because like I still like say Call of Duty slurs while I drive. <laughs> So like, <laughs> like why great. why did you say your birthday like you were expecting a cake to come out? Uh, <laughs> I am thirty nine. You guys, <laughs> no, it's just like all right. Uh, one of my favorite uh, physical porn like uh, stories is yeah. uh, me and my buddy Kirk. We're like same exact age. Um, we're both half Korean. Went to the same church. Like growing up all our lives. Yeah, right? yeah. We hit eighteen. We go to the shit town two towns over from our town. It's called Wrightstown, New Jersey. Real shit neighborhood. Always been just never good. There's never anything good that comes out of Wrightstown, right? So we go there. There's a porn store there at the strip mall at Wrightstown. So we go. We were 18 years old. And then we go to the porn store. And then we're like, oh, my God. Like We're just like, like walking around. Literal kid in a candy store. Because like, there's so many titties and ass everywhere. And like, I think it's so desensitized now for kids that are that age they don't care but like dude I had like a boner the whole fucking time in the goddamn place yeah. and then we go to the back there's like this aisle of like like TVs but like they're not private rooms they're semi-private like there's an open angled doorway so you can see into it but like yeah. so me and Kirk we're like 18 we don't have money so like we're we're in one booth together, yeah. feeding dollars into this dollar thing and picking like which porn we want to see. Yeah, yeah. And so you're doubling up in the jack. We're doubling up, dude. And then like the attendant comes back there, is like, "Hey guys, um, you know this isn't for two people." And I was like, <laughs> and then like of course like the the early two thousands, late nineties like response was, "Oh, he thinks we're gay." Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really which dumb. is funny enough. Funny so, enough, like because I don't want you don't forget what you were saying because I don't want to cut you off, but mm. dude. That's funny enough because especially now, I don't know if you guys know this, but those kind of arcades that they have, those are like notorious meetup spots for dudes on Craigslist and the internet that want to do gay meetups. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's like the spot you meet at, bro, because it's all anonymous. It's a common location. It's dark. Oh. It's usually very minimally supervised. I wanted yeah, to act dude. surprised, but that's where I met Casey nine years ago. Yeah, dude. That's why I figured I'd bring it up. <laughs> 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 so like <laughs> for us <laughs> so uh so like there's actually a second half of that story right so kirk's also half korean and then um the next morning so like well, well before we leave like you know he the dude kicks us out next morning we buy like i bought a video kirk bought like a magazine okay you know, drove home yeah next morning my mom is fucking mad at me mm. and i was like what the fuck and she was like you are not my son. And I was like, what? Whoa. I was like, what the fuck happened, mom? Like, I nothing happened. I just, she was like, I know 
where you were last night. I was like, where was I, mom? And she told me exactly the location and the town. And I was like, oh, shit. This is where I figured out why people want to talk about church gossip is like this. Korean church gossip, bro. It's like texting before texting was even a thing. I'm sure it did. Like somehow some fucking Eagle Scout old Korean lady with binoculars in Wrightstown, New Jersey saw me and Kirk Bennett walk uh, <laughs> into a fucking porn shop and blew that shit up. gets wired up like Morse code. Your fuck up sons are in the porn store like this fucking like and she threw well, you no. under the bus. And the thing the thing that he left out is like he went and cry jerked off with the <laughs> stuff he bought from the store after his mom said all that shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's I remember so me and I remember the first time it was like my buddy in middle school, he was one of the guys who like had like the stepdad that had a bunch of porn VHSs yeah. and like so he jacked one from him, you oh, know? Yeah. And like fucking like showed it to us. Dude, I remember the first time the, the craziest thing about it, dude, um, was that the first time I saw a girl actually sucking a dick. I thought, because see, my mind, my middle school mind was that mentally, the mental image of it was that a girl literally just like sucked on it. Like, just like, <laughs> <laughs> like fucking just sat there and like just Hoover like did. sucked. Yeah, yeah just vacuum. like vacuumed it. This is a thick fucking milkshake. Yeah, I don't like know fucking just coming out. Like vacuumed Oh my it. God, it's yeah. St. Patrick's Day McDonald's all yeah. over again, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw, I was like, oh, they like, oh, that's how they do it. Okay, I thought they just fucking sucked the hell out of it like a pickle or like a fucking popsicle, like suck the juices out and shit. Like a, like a freezy pop. So I was like, holy fuck, you know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. So I was like, oh, that's how they fucking do it. That makes sense. You know what I mean? That makes a lot of sense. You, you think they try to put a sous vide bag on your dick? <laughs> it's like, I, there I has no to be idea. no air. I had no idea. Perfect like, vacuum. Back then with your friends, you're like, yeah, dude, like fucking chicks suck our dicks all the time. And like, you know, nothing happens. You're fucking not doing that shit. You know what I mean? You don't know. Dude, so like the, the first time I ever saw internet porn was in 1995. And this was this was in uh, this was like in dial-up days. I think we had a twenty-eight K modem. Mm. You know what I mean? Or did you have yeah. AOL or, or AOL? We had AOL, I had and AOL. then um, or my mom did. So I remember the exact image to this day because like even then like we had like CRT monitors with like fifteen inches, like the, what what like this? You know what I mean? They look like there's bigger screens that like fucking like truckers use, you know, like right now in their cars and shit, just a reference shit. But like, so I remember downloading this, like it was like a three, four megabyte like GIF. I had no idea what this was uh -huh. at the time. And like, it took like hours, dude. It took yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking hours, right? So I opened this thing up and this thing is like half an inch by half an inch square. <laughs> And it was all it was was a dick going inside of a pussy, <laughs> and I came so hard, dude. <laughs> like, it was like, oh my god. Yeah, uh, dude. So your story uh, unlocked a suppressed memory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one about the one about being with another dude inside the booth, or which one? No, this is a real memory. This is a real memory. This is a real memory. <laughs> Okay, so I was in my room. We had the same kind of internet. It was a shitty internet, like the dial-up. I was like downloading a picture. I was waiting for it to download. Yeah. And it stopped, and I was like, fuck, my parents must have picked up the phone. Next thing I know, I hear over my shoulder, <clears throat> dinner's ready. 
And it's my mom. No. No. Oh my god, bro. That's so horrifying. How about yeah. this, dude? How about when like in the fucking back in the day days, so you got like the dial up, but then you also have the fucking dot matrix printer? Bro, I was oh at my, my dad's god. dude, I was at my dad's girlfriend's house because she actually had internet before my mom did. So I was over at my dad's and I'm sitting there late night, everybody's like in bed, and I'm fucking there, like download this picture, I'm gonna print it out so I can go take it and fucking jack off to it later. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like Fuck, fuck, fuck. We're like trying to turn it off. Oh my god, that was horrific. Dude. I'm like shutting it off. You gotta shut at the least computer play off. like Motorhead. Like, I want to listen to Lemmy right now. I don't know why. I gotta hear Ace of Spades right now. I gotta hear Ace of Spades. Dude, that shit was horrifying. Dead silence dude. in the house. It's like these are these are the artifacts that kids nowadays don't know that the matrix printers bro. are loud as fuck. Loud dude. as fuck. And they they had to go line by line, side by side, just like keep going. Burr, on this camera. Burr, burr. Yeah, that shit was loud as fuck, dude. dude. Did you did you ever print porn? I never printed porn. Oh, you never printed porn? No. Amateur. <laughs> what are you talking about? You never printed porn. That was like an unlimited Playboy. <laughs> if you could get the internet to fucking work right. You know? Like, you never? All right, you so never? There was this free site. Every time I logged on to AOL, I would go into the browser. There's a free site called debauchery.com debauchery.com was free for years and like the whole like like before cable blew everything up and there was p2p software like you could like like uh, transfer files amongst yourselves and shit but before then debauchery.com was that shit but it was like you know of course like we always have this fantastical image of our childhoods mm -hmm. i guarantee that shit was like an angel fire website some dude like uploaded some hustler pictures you know what i mean like <laughs> it was but for, for me at that time, it was like the most amazing escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, dude. That All those, there were tons of sites like that that fucking featured all kinds of stuff. Yeah, different yeah, times, man. Video games and porn has taught me so much vocabulary. People think I have an extensive vocabulary, but like, do you think I know what debauchery meant before <laughs> I went to that goddamn website? Do you think I knew what so, a spinner was? So... <laughs> I looked up debauchery.com and Alonzo Bowden's Thunder Rock characters on there. <laughs> That's fucking great. I'm just dude. kidding. It doesn't exist. <laughs> no, no. Alonzo, you want me for the road dates. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah, man. Fucking Jinko jeans. Fucking Jankos. Did you skate at all? You're too tall. Like, I skated. I, I was tall. I. I have I was a very horrible. I have a terrible center of gravity because mm -hmm. I was tall, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. yeah, dude, I uh, I barely learned how to like where it dropped off for me is I skated around. I went to skate parks with my friends and stuff, but I could never. Um, I wasn't. I was the horrible. California thing was like longboarding though. You could like you could. No, like, that was uh, yeah, but that's more like a beach thing. Okay, you know okay. what I mean. So no, the regular skateboarding with with the two fucking lips or whatever that was that was uh you know that was uh. Uh, <laughs> yes, there what? are two lips and a lot of yeah. things. I thought we were getting back into the porn conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what are the fucking? What is it called? Like the double sided deck? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Fucking is that yeah. what they're called? There, they called. Still lips? sounds like nah. the porn conversation. Right? Right? Double, -sided double sided deck. deck. <laughs> you know, two lips. <laughs> I know true. that girl. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> two lips. Now turn it out with the, with the half <laughs> to the pipe. left. Now y'all. <laughs> half by yeah. So dude, I couldn't drop in. That was like the that was so separated like the the men from the boys. It's like you can you learn how to drop in? 
You know yeah, drop in. I didn't have the coordinate. I couldn't, I dude. I couldn't ollie for the life of me. I got so I got ollie. I couldn't drop in though, and that's where uh, that's where you you're done. Like you're not going to be a big boy skater. I couldn't. You can't fucking uh, drop in. I couldn't any of it. <laughs> I tried, yeah, yeah. and I always busted my ass. I could never. My coordination never worked. For yeah, me. yeah, it's fucking. Uh, you know what you excelled at? This man. Oh God! Here we go was the northern louisiana backyard wrestling champion referred to as the hurricane lovingly okay i got a confession to make i knew that and i've been a fan and i was waiting for the perfect time to bring it up dude i didn't want to be weird when i you met you familiar. i didn't want to be weird you look familiar I, hey dude i didn't want to be weird about it so i'm looking yeah. for the right time i'm bringing you it up broke now that printer across your second cousin's best friend's head that was uh, <laughs> technically it was a window and my <laughs> And my dad was like, don't break that over his head. It's got to go in the house in the morning. <laughs> so you, you tried some, like, the full-on wrestling shit? Like yeah, the, a little bit. I mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, hardcore crazy stuff. We did, uh, we did make sure we knew what we were doing, like, so we didn't hurt each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, the only match we ever had, it was called a uh, woodshed match. We came up with a name <laughs> and everything. So my parents have this. That sounds very like uncle dude. The woodshed. <laughs> I watched a lot of wrestling, dude. <laughs> so we, my parents had a shed in the back, in our backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Like one of those, they poured concrete and yeah. it's metal. Right. They got beams. So anyway, I had these, uh, this is whenever they started making those replica title belts. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I bought one of the WCW ones, and we strapped it to the top. And it was like, we're going to go in and uh, fake beat the shit out of each other. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And then we're going to climb a ladder, and whoever climbs the ladder wins it. But I didn't. uh, My brother was recording it, and he was doing commentary. I didn't expect my dad to show up with no fucking shirt on and, like, like, uh, what looked like booty shorts <laughs> so we're in the middle of it and he shows up he's like what are y'all doing in my shit <laughs> yeah. so we just like just keep going just keep going just keep going so I pick up I literally pick up a window that he's gonna use for the bathroom like I pick it up and I'm about to hit my friend with it. he's like don't use that it's going in the house in the morning oh <laughs> it's, shit it's like whoa sh- okay I'll put it back down <laughs> fuck <laughs> I look like the most pussy wrestler ever. Like <laughs> this old manager is gonna tell you <laughs> what not to do. <laughs> yeah, fuck, dude. How long did you do that shit for? Oh, that was it. And then we were like, "This is not for us." Okay, 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 okay. Dude, you know how I, like um, you could tell Casey's from the south. He called it WCW. Ooh. WCW. That's, that's how it's actually pronounced. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a pussy if you that's pronounce the, it. WCW. That's, that's the right way to pronunciate it. The way we do it. <laughs> yeah. The way we pronunciate it is totally fucking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah fucking. Because we, we, we pronunciated it as WWF, but like the yeah, southern dude. kind. Yeah. You know? No, in the south, we call it what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what about uh, what about crazy like? So talk about like the the introduction to like porn back in the day that kids mm. don't experience now. What about like? Mm. Do you have any crazy confrontation, fucking crazy stories that happened like when you were either gonna hook up with a girl or about to, and some shit went down? Oh, like all right. So like confrontation stories. So I'll, like, I'll give you an example. I'll give okay. you mine. Then you then it will paint like, a better picture. Yeah. You know what? He's like, I was in the music industry. Strap in. <laughs> strap so, in. So check. No, he was like, not strap on. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was right there, Paul. All right. All right, guys. All right, guys. So check it out. I'm I'm in a porn booth, right? No, I'm not I'm kidding. So 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 like no. What happened was um, this was actually just shortly after I got sober, right? So I got sober super young. Uh, the and, uh, ironic part is Paul is pouring a glass of wine right, <laughs> right then. It's like finishing off, I, not whenever, even just pouring a glass of wine, but finishing off finish a bottle. Uh, this is whenever I got sober. Paul's over here like, I ain't sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, so um, I'm hanging out. The reason why I say that is because I was newly sober, so I was kind of like all over the place. You know yeah. what I mean? Like emotion, like mentally. Mm. And um, so this girl that was like really cute that was like a barista, like I, I gave her my number. This is, you know, before, like I think I barely had a cell phone, so I was like, I gave her my number. She hit me up. Anyway, we went back to, she was staying in um, like this like back house, like that was in back of her like uncle's house or something. And we were hanging out uh, in there for a while. And then like, you know, late night, one thing led, to another i'm in her bed like i'm just in um boxers right mm. and like she's like about to get naked right <laughs> we're messing around and all of a sudden i, I hear and, and and so like the window her window from her bedroom in this back house is like directly to my right and then she's on the other side of me right so i'm next to this window and all of a sudden there's some fiddling around with it like there's some sounds and she was like oh shit it's him and i was like him like what are you talking about right and this is like bro this is like one in the morning right well she's talking is, about the band that band margera yeah, like, yeah, I know like band <laughs> that he blew up he yeah, blew that band yeah, up yeah he dude. blew him up yeah i, mean, I forgot about that band yeah. uh i think everybody yeah <laughs> dude <clears throat> so um she's like it's him and i'm like who and then she's like my ex-boyfriend i still don't know if that was still an ex or not right but it was it was winter time you know granted it's not super like it's the west coast so it's not fucking frigidly cold with snow outside but still it's not warm you know what i mean it was like february or some shit at one in the morning it was like chilly you know uh and so all of a sudden the window starts getting jimmied open right and then she's like no no like and trying to yell at this dude he fucking brings the window open right and he fucking immediately face to face with me and i just go what's up dog <laughs> I swear to God. You and fucking was, exhibited him from like fucking like West Coast customs and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can think of, dude. Um, Take my ride. Shut that's up, all I can dog. think of. I'm going to say that's a terrible example of what we're talking about. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's 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 interesting. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I have never almost been in a knife fight about to get some sex. <laughs> Dude. Wait, you never. That all right, so what's the most, fun. what is the most like confrontational sexual experience you've ever had? That's what is an example yeah, yeah. at least. Now you see what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know my sexual history. You might. Oh, I'm not going to say it, but I do. <laughs> I, not the numbers. No. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have jokes about it. It's. Uh, I uh, I didn't get. I was a late bloomer. That's uh -huh. what they call okay. it. Good. That's good. Uh, so my numbers are not like super high. I've never had like a crazy instance like that. Uh huh. Like uh, I've had a few. The most, the craziest is like um, I have to respect consent and be like, oh, we need to stop. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll stop. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's that's the worst. Like I've never had like yeah, a yeah. oh, I gotta fight a dude with like hands that have been dipped in glass and we got <laughs> okay now you're just describing a kumite all right like uh, we, uh, you mean the punite <laughs> <laughs> okay so 
I haven't had like a direct confrontation like that with another dude like while fucking. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I did have like an experience in Korea. So, um, so when I was in station in Korea, I was like 180 pounds, 190, like perfect physical uh, condition for my frame. And uh, the one dude I used to hang out with a, a lot, he was an indie film director. So he like got me like hanging out with models, actresses, like import race car chicks. Like, so like he was the plug, bro, for like, so like, do you see his face right now? Do you see his fucking, he's like, uh, he's like I got to know Paul at the wrong time in life. <laughs> I needed to know that, Paul. <laughs> so like, um, there was, uh, and this is like one of the most interesting ones because um, uh-huh. he did hook him up with like a lot of like, like a really crazy, like, you know, crazy hot, but also crazy like chicks. But like this one was like unique because uh, he hooked me up with one of his childhood friends, but she was married with a kid at the time, mm. right? But like she like had all these marital troubles or whatever. And then um, I was like, dude, I was in my 20s. I was like, I don't care, right? I was like, hook me up with whoever you want. Yeah. Right? So I, I went on like a couple of dates. And then, like, he's taking a photo. I was like, took a picture of the fucking wall. (laughs) Like, this is the Asian in me, bro. Like, he's like, you can't just take pictures of me. But like, um, so, uh, so we go and we we start dating a little bit, and (laughs) keep talking, Paul. Sorry, we're fucking up your story. Yeah, and we actually like uh, we hooked up a couple times. We started dating a little bit, but this is only like casual, right? We're just fucking, but like we we're fucking like really crazy places like there's these things in korea called um movie bong bong means room right mm, so like literally okay. you just like go there you rent a movie yeah you throw it on and you fuck it's okay. not a motel it's like yeah. a two-hour like netflix and chill yeah so like we'll go a place like that and i remember he was he took me aside it's like two months later right and mm. we're like we're like seeing each other like every weekend every other weekend when she's got time whatever and then he's like yo um, her husband is like rich and I was like okay I don't care I was like, no 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 you don't understand like how rich he is like if he finds out you will die rich mm. and I was like ho so like I was like I was like backpedaling texting this girl like oh wait sorry back up uh, real quick Paul can you translate what the, that means in Korean the ho the, that part oh the ho <laughs> ho is uh, good luck actually <laughs> yeah, yeah is it for real yeah it oh is. shit yeah yeah so whole no way well like, like a little on the nose yeah 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 <laughs> so like uh if pong if pong listens to this which he won't uh he could <laughs> he could back up because like we use chinese characters too okay yeah, but yeah, i don't yeah. like to admit that right it's just because i drank a whole bottle of wine at your house crux and i'm like all right yeah we speak a little chinese okay <laughs> a little bit a little bit it was mostly korean but um yeah it's uh yeah, I had to backpedal. I had to fucking get out of there because it's getting too dicey. He was like, "Dude, I think he, if he fi- ever finds out, you won't see another day." And mm. I was like, "God damn, that's yeah. like some real it's shit, a real deal." Yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah, that's heavy. That's fucking heavy, dude. Meanwhile, Casey's like fucking like waitresses in like the parking lot with Sonic. Like, this is fucking dope. <laughs> I never fucked a Sonic waitress. I don't know. I, well, don't know I mean, you know, after they saw his matches, yeah. you know, the, the I was matches. like, hey, here's your tip. And they were like, no, <laughs> just take your hamburger and go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, that was crazy, though. That was a crazy experience, man, because mm-hmm. that was that was really just fucking weird. And after the whole thing went down, long story short, the guy got scared off because, like, her her uh, uncle or some shit, like, who's the owner of the house, 
that was letting her stay back there. Like, um, we it, we eventually took it outside. I'm in my fucking boxers, bro. It's one thirty in the morning, dude. And he fucking I was a lot bigger than this dude. It was like a lot taller. So when he finally saw me in some kind of light and realized I was a lot bigger than him, he fucking there was a ladder that was next to the back house door. Bro, I swear to God, this dude stopped and he's he's by the way, I forgot to tell you. Was he like ladder match right now? Wasted. Let's go. He was wasted, dude. He was wasted. <laughs> I smelled his breath when he came in. He was a, he was tanked. Oh yeah, yeah. So he sees me and looks to his right and grabs a fucking ladder. And it's like a minute like a tiny ladder, like a step like one with only like four steps or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do? Are you going to climb the ladder to hit me in the face? Like, what are you doing? And then from behind me, I heard like, get the fuck out of here. And I turn around and it's the, it's her relative. I think it was like her uncle or whatever with a bat, with a baseball bat. But he's talking to him. He's not talking to me. Yeah. And then he goes, the guy goes, you're a lucky motherfucker. And then like runs off. And I'm like, bro, you fucking attacked me when I'm in my boxers. I was expecting you to say that the guy said, fuck you, Curtis. I'm just trying to get my table saw back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my circular saw was goddamn expensive. I still paying it off at yeah, Sears. Oh, <laughs> that was so fucking bad. So then after that, the reason why I brought it back up is because when that was all said and done, the girl was like, let's just go back inside. I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to leave. Like, I'm not going to fucking stay. Let's fucking. This yeah, is you weird. don't stay after that. Like, yeah, that's, dude. Uh, like, like, I'm 19. Your uncle just I met him. Like, that's weird. I didn't plan on meeting this dude. Yeah, that's oh. the Worst okay. way to meet family, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so strange. So, I don't have a competition. This this is an embarrassing one. So when I first started hooking up with my ex wife, we're we're in the Air Force together, right? So we're like in the same barracks and mm. we would hang out in each other's rooms a lot, right? Mm. And we were on different schedules. And we just start hooking up. I remember one night I got so fucking drunk, dude. And it's like this Air Force, dude. We drink a lot, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I remember I literally remember waking up. And she was like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening, right? Cause like, I was like, what? And then like, I was like pissing on the bed everywhere. I was like, oh <laughs> shit. So like, we had to like, we had to like get up in the middle of the night, flip the fucking mattress, right? And I remember like just going, knocking the fuck out. 7 a.m. rolls around, she goes off to work. She works like at five, six at this point. She's off at work. I'm in her room and knock, 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 knock. And I'm talking like police knocks, like bang, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? The fucking, the uh, commanding officer, first sergeants, leadership, everyone's doing random inspections. Mm-hmm. And no one knew I was dating my ex-wife at that time. So I'm just there talking to her leadership, like, hey guys, like kind of like, na- like kind of loinclothing it, like, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. After I pissed the bed, like random military inspection, just fucking, oh, hi, hello, uh, Lieutenant, whomever you were, you know, like, it's fucking nuts, dude. That's fucking great. So was there a stain on the bed where you pissed? We flipped it over and never flipped it back ever <laughs> oh, again. What you should have, what you should have done whenever they showed, I was like, "Hey, man, fucking crazy story." The North Koreans dropped a water ball, a water balloon bomb on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was filled with chia seeds, and they grew. All right, <laughs> they grew. That's what that's happened. Great, dude. <laughs> wow. All right, yeah, we hit a wall with this conversation. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, 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 we beat it to death, man. But I, I don't know, like, would you guys, and I don't give a fuck because we can do whatever, but um, do you want to keep going? We're, like, super over an hour. Uh, I don't uh, we care. We can keep going. We can yeah, keep we going. can keep going. We fuck, never even, care. we never even, here's the thing. This is a podcast about comedy. We haven't we talked about, about comedy yet, That's dude. the beautiful, that's, that's how you know you're having a good time, that's though. That's how you know, yeah, exactly. That's how you know the shit's you're interesting right. and actually good because yeah. this isn't supposed to be, like, a fucking PBS, like, well, tell me about your jokes, you know, like, 
you know. Inside um, the active state. Dude, tell me your methods. To, you know, no, like yeah, we can keep yeah, talking. Fucking we can keep boring. going, Yeah, dude. good. Let's keep going, bro. I just wanted to give you guys a little heads up. No, we're good. Um, I got shit to do tomorrow. Yeah. So. All right, all right. Because cool. uh, Crux is so sober right now. He's like, yeah. they're going to laptop like, yo, you guys sure, man. Uh, like, you guys are fine. You guys are fine. <laughs> no, dude. he's the only one keeping time. We're yeah. like, <laughs> let me get some more wine in this bitch. Uh, we're going to have to stop the podcast to buy wine. To go buy more. <laughs> Crux. I only know five, ten, and fifteen minute increments in my mind. All right, that's that's it. That is it. I, see, I only know like go until you see a light at the end of the room, <laughs> and you know what? That's how I'm gonna die too. So. Uh, that's funny, dude. Uh, and also, make sure you don't run the light at hyenas anymore. <laughs> like, it's not a safe oh, place to do that. Who's who's doing that? What's up? Oh, that's that's why the fight started. Apparently, like, well. Oh yeah. Paul goes feet first. Then. Yeah, yeah. We. Yeah, I was like, you want to talk about comedy? We can just anonymize it because it doesn't fucking matter at the end of the day if you want to keep it anonymous. Like there mm. was a little fucking incident. There's an incident at an hyenas. open mic incident. Open mic drama between open micers. By the way, so like that was oh god. Um, it's just dude. It was a dicey situation. I wasn't. I wasn't in the showroom, but I've heard stories from people that were in the showroom like what what went down i, I want to absolve myself by the way first off because i was in kansas city i was in a different state i was doing happened. the road yeah i so. was i was doing what open mic gets you to if you're lucky like, <laughs> <laughs> well you guys were just <laughs> okay you're not booked every week of the year i would i happen to be at the open mic casey i happened to be there i wasn't working that week all right oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey both of you guys are traveling all around doing stuff i'm the one that is most uh you know likely to get into some open microdrama. You guys are still way ahead. So, but yeah, like, so these two guys, yeah, apparently there was like, they got into a confrontation so, or something. Yeah. The story I heard, and, um, I had to clarify this because I know Cody Swindell was in the, okay, I'm dropping. <laughs> I'm dropping one. I'm dro I dropped like first and last, right? Anything, but luckily he didn't have anything to do with it though. So that's yeah, good. He yeah. He so meant, that doesn't matter. He meant Brody Wendell. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay yeah. you said him because he didn't have anything to do with the Dude, real Cody's thing show happened. is fuck man yeah, yeah, yeah. and like oh, he's great so he's great. Um, he's really I know cool there's some people in the show I'm gonna saw it but like I heard the story I heard was that um, he ran his life by so much that the host of the block had to go behind him and try to be like you didn't get off the stage it was that bad and then the comic that was on the stage and I use comic fucking lightly by the way yeah 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 I never seen this kid in my fucking life <laughs> I, the, the person talking on the stage at that time was talking shit about the host like oh this guy's like and he's like trying to like buck up to him like trying to say some bullshit about him like trying to take the mic away from okay, him okay so hold on just to make sure I understand what you're saying okay so he's the the the, the guy who was telling jokes the comic that was on stage at the time he was talking shit about the fact that the the host was trying to take the mic back from him yes oh, the wow. host had to go on stage because he ran the light by so that's much that's already bad but yeah. then he's already so he, now he's talking shit had kinda. to try to be like hey your time is up and then he's like he's like kind of like Fuck, boxes him that's out horrible and then talk shit about him right there on the spot so what happened was i saw this part of it when the host was talking to the supposed comp the, the purported comic Whatever, you, whatever loose terms you guys want to use, the person that was on the stage, yeah. it's, like, it's like my Voldemort. He's not a comic. He's not a comic. <laughs> but um, so the host is talking to him outside, and I'm on the phone. By the way, but I could hear everything you're saying because I'm like fucking like seven feet away, right? And I could I could hear it escalate. Mm. So, 
And all I hear is that the dude that was on the stage was like, I'll slap you in the face right now. And if you know the host, which you do. Yeah. The host is actually a strong dude. Mm-hmm. And who the fuck would even say some shit like this to this Whether guy? Whether he was or not, though, aside from that, man, that's just so weird. It's For weird. You take it from a two and to then, a ten like that. So like, the host, all right, the host had to clarify. The host was like, are you sure about this? Are you really sure? And this was in the showroom still? This is outside. Oh, they took I'm it outside, outside. this okay, 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 I'm on the phone. That. And I'm like seven feet away. Gotcha. And I'm like, I'm trying, like, I'm eavesdropping at this point. So, host already brought up the next comic, and then they took it outside. Uh, the block was over. That's right. He's okay. giving him that's, pointers. Gotcha. Like, you can't do this and that and that. And apparently, yeah. that that's what pissed this guy off even more. Okay. That this guy was giving, the host was giving him pointers. Got it. So, um, it got to a point where the dude was like, I'll slap you in the face right now. And then the host was like, are you fucking sure about this? Yeah. I don't think you're sure about this. Right. And then dude was like, I will fight you right now. Wow. And then he's like, are you really, if you yeah. really want to do this, we could go to the side of the building towards the Angelica Theater, not the, not the stairs, the other way, mm. and go towards the Angelica, go to that side of the building. And that's where they went. He followed him. And I heard the host and I repositioned because they moved and I went 10 feet the other way so I could see everything go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I'm pretty sure I'm the on only, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that saw everything go down. So okay. like, dude, the host asked him twice, and this is for real, to take off his glasses, the other guy. The host was like, you want to take off your glasses, man? He's like, why? He's like, are you sure you don't want to take off your glasses he was like, I don't want to take him off. And that's when everything went popped off. Yeah. The other dude, it lasted five seconds. Everyone wants to make this big deal about it. It lasted five seconds. Most I swear fights to, do. The other, yeah, the other guy felt distract the other guy. And then he ran. He ran. And then some extra drama happened on the back end of that. Mm-hmm. Some other people who shall not be named, like actual Voldemorts of the scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. That's... <laughs> They fucking showed up out of nowhere talking shit about the club. Just. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a very steady move to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's the thing only people in the scene will get. <laughs> yeah, man. So anyway. Why was he there, bro? I my tin hole, my, my tin foil hat. <laughs> is that that motherfucker organized this whole thing somehow? Mm. Why was he there so quick? I don't know. I don't know about what that happened. I don't know about that, but I will say I am so glad that just for the sake of avoiding all that pointless shit, that this literally timeline wise sounds like this all happened right after I left. Yeah. You know? Do you think, yeah. dude, how happy do you think I was? Like, <laughs> you were I'm in a different Hundreds of fucking, miles away. <laughs> I'm in a different state right now. Yeah, yeah. The fucked up thing is like, I, I saw one of my like oldest friends in comedy that night and he just started doing comedy again and we we're getting drunk and this shit popped off and I was like, yo, I need to leave because the cops are coming <laughs> and you should come. You should yeah. probably like leave. That's too. true. It is true. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Cause then they want statements. They want to ask who is involved. I'm not going to give a statement. Now like, they want to give smash your smash off my face like that, dude. Get yeah. out of here. That's no. fucking insane. No. And it's all petty pointless shit anyway it's petty pointless shit and that dude that whole fucking facebook post was all bullshit it was like none of that went a card a card was getting played dude none of that went down it was like 
zero percent of that was accurate. Right, right, right. So it was twisted. This dude, this dude made all the moves for that to happen. Sure. And he just like, oh, they're just white dudes at hyena. Oh, dude, it, oh my, it was so fucking scummy. Like, oh my god, it's like the lowest derivative type of fucking thing you could do. Mm. Mm. And this guy's gonna wonder. He's gonna tell his like grandkids, I used to do comedy, but then these races, like, fuck this motherfucker forever, bro. Mm. Gotcha. I'll, I'll tell gotcha. that shit to his face. He's gonna like, you. he's gonna regale the tales of when he fucking played eight open mics in his life. What would be hilarious is if he was like, oh, kids, I did open mic back in the day. I was a comic. And then they go and find the post. I'm like, Grandpa, you were a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, they write everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I got to say, dude, the whole thing, man, sounds unfortunate. It sounds like a big waste of time and energy, man. Because, like, it's, you know, it's just unfortunate all that dude, shit young cats. Also, especially the open micers. This should never happen outside of clubs, by the way. Like, this, if you beefing... Not the places that we work, man. Not, but like, this is what open micers don't get because they don't work there. These places are sacred, dude. You watch the Highlander, there's fucking sacred ground. Right, right, right. There's rules you cannot fuck up other mortals at. Yeah. So, like, it's it's the same thing. It's like, dude, clubs, you don't ever fuck a waitress (laughs) or you don't ever (laughs) fight at a fucking club, bro. Yeah. I I, 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 that seems like okay. Now yeah. he wants to like hold up, hold up. <laughs> Are you queuing me up for racist shit again? <laughs> Calm your ass down. Now, uh, I will say, don't just fuck a waitress. Make love to her. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was in. I've been in a few relationships relationships with waitresses mm. though so that's the differentiation sure like, don't just club owners don't want to and this took me a while to figure out club owners don't want you to just come in and fuck somebody and then yeah uh piss them off or make right. them mad yeah. they or, want you to at least let them or off. hurt them yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they want to they want to feel a little <laughs> they want to feel a little cucked <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, the, the, everyone I was in was in at least a year long relationships, gotcha. year and a half gotcha. long relationships. But uh, yeah, what was the other shit we were talking about? Oh, yeah. clubs, man! Don't disrespect. What, right right them, when you said the watch here. line, I was like, Crooks, yeah, <laughs> Crooks, yeah. <laughs> Everybody Bro. watch Crooks, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was the best Dude. part about that. That was the best part about that host who shall remain non- anonymous from this whole unfortunate incident that you were just talking about. He fucking when he was introducing me, he was like, Crooks, yeah. <laughs> you know what you're gonna need. You know what you need. You know what you need when the podcast builds up. You need Crux Month. Need <laughs> <laughs> everything, bro. Everything, dude. Crux you know, Month, I tell, dude. I tell. I don't know if I told you. I definitely haven't seen you in a while. I didn't tell you. But so when uh when when Shiva did the podcast. When did the, Shiva? When end, was Shiva here? You know. You know when he was like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That's when mm, maybe yes, no, <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe. <laughs> So Wait, this is what the fuck was that? <laughs> was that Shiva? That's my shitty Shiva. Like, that's I really your impression of Shiva? Oh, that's, the, that's the Shiva in person. So this was before I had uh, my table and my chairs and shit. I actually went to his spot. And oh, um, so okay. spot? <laughs> anonymous location, undisclosed that, uh, location. Undisclosed location. Was it Mimsy's spot? <laughs> <laughs> Mims. Dude. <laughs> Uh, at the end, though, he was like, hey, so 
uh your song man is it it's not supposed to be like you don't think it's like good right <laughs> what and i'm like i'm like well in the, if you mean in the sense it's supposed to be funny no like it's uh, supposed to be a fucking joke dude you know I mean? and I then love, he's like okay cool because i just wasn't sure if you took it like super serious i'm like fuck no i didn't take I it super love serious. shiva because he lets shit slip out no, i was great no i love it cool. i love that like he lets him sh- like I, I i was just on this three-week run he was with me the first week okay we were in arkansas and yeah it's like uh he let some shit slip out that I, I'm not going to really go oh, into here. Mm-hmm. But he was like, yeah, this fucked up thing happened. Uh, and I was like, what is it? And he was like, you're going to hate the person that did it. <laughs> oh. Like, go ahead. Uh, I don't really know how to make this sound palatable for listeners other than going into it. But uh, uh, we didn't just go into it. <laughs> okay, okay. It was a... Uh, uh, this might make things worse for me. <laughs> no, don't do it. No, don't do anything. Come on. Oh, please say it. Please say it. Oh, don't Paul. Do don't do anything. Oh, my bad. God. This is literal angel devil on my shoulder right now. Because Crux is like, if it's going to make you bad for you, don't do no, it. Yeah, don't and say Paul, anything bad, bro. Paul is like, fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had any wine. I'm telling you, don't do anything that's going to fuck your yeah. shit up. Well. Don't say anything that's going to fuck your shit up. Uh, I'm still mulling over how to say It's basically like just relationships like mm. uh you have a relationship with somebody and then they start dating another comic and it just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gets kind of weird mm-hmm. you know yeah i that's, got you that's what he told me i didn't know I that got you. until then. i got you that's the most that stuff can get weird that stuff can always get weird yeah it got really weird <laughs> yeah yeah that's that stuff can always be weird but dude but going back to the fucking um light thing i'll tell you dude like me, me being new I so when I get the light, mm. um, do you, so I, like uh, right now in your career, so you, it's a one minute light, right? So like, do you have back pocket? You just go. I so got what one I do, light and this is what I do. What I've so what I've done is one of two things. So what what I'm learning to do and getting mm. better at is like when I get that light, I'm like, okay, cool. So now I got this one other thing. Let me leave you with this. Or like, here's this one other thing I'm going to say, or I'll end with this and stuff. So that's my indication to the host that I. Uh, I understand that it's yep. my time to wrap shit up. And exactly. I'm trying to signal to them in a, in a smooth way that it's like, hey, I know I'm, I know it's up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then there have been other times where I straight up have been like, where if I'm just straight up trying brand new stuff, like I'll just be like, and you know what? I'm just going to end and bring our host back up here because I want to make sure that we get the next person. Shit like that. Here's you know? the thing. So usually um, this is what I do at open mics. It's, mm. it's always a universal one minute light, right? Mm. So, and are you a, a, a mic taker outer? Yeah. So, at least right now. Right. <laughs> right when you see the light, you just slowly, this has to be quick. Yeah. Put the mic back in. Right. And then you start this routine like, I'm going to mm. leave on this, right? Yeah. Start the routine because that will help you out with your career. Because, like, the, 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 the thing about the light, it's not about. Oh, this open mic, you can only do three-minute spots, four-minute spots, five-minute spots, six. It's not about that. It's about getting your internal clock right for when you start working. Because when you work, you have to use every fucking second you can up until that fucking, like, you get a two-minute light, three-minute light, one-minute light, five-minute light. You have to know exactly where the fuck you are. No, yeah, it's totally, it's definitely like that. There's a... There's something, and this is something I really want to talk about because I don't think people talk about it anymore. It's like mm. you've got to learn 
one, there's the craft of just doing it, but there's also stage mechanics and blending those things together. Mm, mm-hmm. So stage mechanics for anybody listening that doesn't know what the fuck I'm talking about, I can tell you don't know what I'm talking about whenever I watch you. Uh, whenever you go on stage, <laughs> if you take the microphone out of the stand, move the fucking stand to the yes! back of the yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> And, like, if you have the stool there and you're not using it, move the fucking stool. Like, make it to where you can move around the stage very easily. Right? That's just a big problem. Because I know it doesn't sound like a big thing, but if I see somebody standing on stage in the mic stand, which is just a sliver. It's a big deal. It still feels like you're, it's fucking blocking you. Yeah. It's creating a dissonance. Yeah. You know, yeah, and the audience can tell it too. Yes, right. I agree but with that. Uh, then, after a while, whenever you you just do things, you learn how to meld those two things together. So you're like, "Hey, what's up, everybody?" You take it out, move it to the back. You do your thing. You move everything out of the fucking way. You get to a point where you can just walk the stage like you're fucking Chris Rock. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. like that's what I do now. Right, I'm right, like, right. this is all of my shit. Fuck y'all. This is me. <laughs> And then whenever you're done, go get the the mic stand, put it all back, get it ready for the next guy. Yeah. So like, if you don't have good stage presence, do not take the mic out the goddamn stand. If you don't have good stage presence, just leave it in there, because like you have to build that, bro. Like, like you have to you have to have something that warrants you moving on that stage. Right, you have to have some sort of like it doesn't have to be energy. It has to be some sort of like way you capture an audience. Right? If you don't have that, do not even fucking try to attempt take the mic out the goddamn mm. stand. Uh, okay, I'm going to counterpoint. <laughs> I'm going to devil's advocate this shit <laughs> just because I think that's the way you learn. Uh, one, yes, get the stand and all the shit out of the way, but. Uh, there are a lot of comics that just stand on the stage whenever they take the mic out. Ton of comics, ton of pro comics that do that shit. But there's also a learning curve, and that's what open mics are for is the learning curve. You should learn how to be able to walk that fucking stage and own every inch of it like it's yours because mm. it really is. It's your space for that time. people talk about safe spaces it's not about safe spaces right. it's like this is mine and i will fucking kick you in the face if you put your feet on the stage this is mine right, right. but if you want to take the mic out the stand there's mechanics behind that too right so like if you want to take, is, yeah. if you want to take the mic out the stand because like mic in the stand is the easiest just very little mechanics like you're planted right yeah but if you want to take the mic out the stand there are mechanics behind it like so like you like I hate it when I, I see people and I, I tell Cody Swindell all the time, and his Brody Brody, Brody yeah. I play Brody I tell Wendell. Brody Wendell this all the time. He always grabs the top of the He's microphone like this. I hate that shit. You have to grab it like you don't have to grab it at the you don't have to grab it like an ice cream cone like at the very bottom, but you you just have to clear your hand away from your face yeah. because your face. It's the money maker. It's the expressions. People want to see sure. how you react to things. Well, there's also a sound explanation for that, too. Like, don't grab the mic around the top 
uh, around the cone, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Like, don't grab the top yeah. because it can cause an echo effect depending on the room that you're and in. feedback depending on yeah. how hot they have it. Exactly. Yeah. So you hold it where you're meant to hold it, and that's the way you should do it. Sure. Well, on the note of what you guys are talking about, that that's actually something I've thought about the past like several weeks is um, – I noticed like how much of a like a just normal routine it's becoming for me to like move the stand out of the way, do my thing, and then as I'm wrapping up, talking, wrapping up, bring it back, you know, wrap it all, button you it back up. You got the stage up. mechanics. Yeah, that's and I, like can so I now ask, I'm noticing. Can like, I ask cool. you a question? Yeah. Did did anybody teach you that, or did you just learn it on your own? I just kind of realized like I need to do this. You know what I mean? Like I can't. Well, be see, fucking, this is why I wanted to bring it up. I think it's fucked up that nobody talks about it anymore because right. people taught me this whenever I started, but nobody's teaching it now. So, I, so the one thing that was said was um, the, like, um, the one thing that was said to me is, like, the first couple times, I would, like, when I was done, I would just hand the microphone back to the host. <laughs> and he's like, dude, yeah. fucking put the stand back, dude, yeah. and put it in the stand. So, that, after that, I was like, oh, cool, cool, that makes sense. So, now I'm like, you know, so then da, 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 wrapping up and then bring it back and, you know. Yeah, so. no, I agree. Like, uh, I just think... That should be a thing that's told to more comics. It should be a, a thing that's in the conversations instead of like, did you see my set? What do you think of my jokes? Whatever. Like, I think your stage mechanics suck. Your jokes yeah. are fine. Mm. You mm. need to focus on your it's stage it's a whole mechanics. separate thing. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a separate thing, but it's a very important thing if you really want to be a comic that does it, you know, that goes on the road or that gets You're bigger right. gigs. Yeah. Because you could have the best fucking jokes, but the worst stage mechanics, and it's going to bother people like a motherfucker. Yeah. So, like, think about where you want to be in comedy, right? Do you want to, like, just just play open mics forever, or, like, do you want to actually open clubs? If you want to open clubs, you have to take all these things into consideration. Do clubs want just someone that stays put and just does material? No. Hell no. When you open... The first step into comedy pro life is trying to be an opener in the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to have something that differentiates you from the crowd, right? And I'm not saying you have to be ultra high energy. You have to have something that makes you unique to the point where uh, an audience could ride with you and it could ride away with you, right? Whatever that is, everyone has different things. Whatever that is, that has to be it. But like, I feel like when open micers are like, complaining that they're not getting all these pro spots or guest spots or like chances or opportunities they're not even trying to think what the club wants dude what the fuck does a club want to sell tickets you can't do dead baby rape holocaust jokes at a fucking opening spot bro you can't you just can't why the fuck are you writing to that I always tell young comics, I challenge them. I'm like, dude, why the fuck are you trying to do all this open mic shit? You want to play a club? Is that your end goal? Why the fuck are you writing this shit? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I agree with Paul. I agree with Paul because it's, I don't know. There are a lot of comics that try to do those kind of fucking controversial jokes. But whenever you go to real shows, it's not people don't want to hear that shit people don't you might catch some alty weird crowds sometimes that want to hear that but realistically people want to hear stuff that they can relate to sure so they want to see a comic on stage that they can relate to sure uh and that's why personally i've i've 
found the best thing is trying to write just for me maybe not anybody else will agree with me on this but i try to write in generalities try to write very general uh to where it's relatable Mm. to people you know so i try to write about things that other people might understand so like uh I have a whole chunk about how I was a virgin until I was 23, but it's a sex chunk. It's about virginity. It's like, I feel like it brings people kind of back to that. You know, I talk about roommates. I feel like a lot of people have roommates. Mm -hmm. You know, I just talk about all these things that I think people understand. You know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the best way to do it, but uh, it's it's best to do it that way and then find your own way aside from it to make it more. It's still general, but it's nuanced. Yeah, you know. Try to play like you have to try to you have to you have to try to play the most like and like people want to say they want to talk shit about backdoor how it's clean oh you clean i can't do yeah, clean I think comedy it's funny that they it's ridiculous yeah. all right it's how you hit the most lowest common denominator on universal thought and thinking and that's what our business is mm-hmm. that's what this mm-hmm. business is bro mm-hmm. you're trying to hit as many minds as you can with the words that you say mm-hmm. that is the economics of this so if you're trying to do this highbrow Hitler was innocent type shit. All right. Maybe three, four times out the right, year. All right, that was the wine talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's like some stupid hyperbolic like open mic bullshit, right? If look the like the real challenge here is doing clean stuff. And it's doing clean stuff that works universally. Doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter what you look like, what you sound like. Can you do this? Well, I can add on to that. Sorry, I'm meeting some almonds um i just did a tour where i had to be clean for 15 fucking minutes i realized the irony where i said 15 fucking minutes but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. i just did a a two-week run with a guy that his whole thing is he's got a lot of older people coming out so you have to be clean yeah that's where it comes in it's not about you need to like a lot of people that have a problem with being clean need to put their own their own problems to rest and understand that if you want to be a better comic you do need to learn how to be clean mm. later if who you are is okay i want to be a little saucier whatever you can fucking do that but you should learn how to be clean and it can benefit you like and the way it benefited me uh, with, like, I was just going to go do Oklahoma City. Like, I was already on a two-week run, and I got thrown more dates because the headliner liked me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He liked it. I was clean, and I fit into his whole shit. So he gave me, uh, we went from Oklahoma City to Des Moines, Iowa, to Kansas City. Fuck yeah to wichita you know oh yeah and that's what being clean can get you right because you showed like hey man i'm professional i got this to offer i got a good attitude i have this diverse set of uh jokes to tell absolutely it worked it helped that i already knew him but (laughs) still still you still proved yourself it's about the foundation you don't just start playing sports like i you don't try to start like 360 windmill dunking you got to work with the foundations you got to work with passing shooting footwork this is the footwork of comedy why don't new comics get this it is 
being as clean as you can. Mm-hmm. You want to play to a club? This is the foundation of what we do professionally. This is it. Yeah, he's, he's just straight up talking about fundamentals. It's all about fundamentals. You got to learn your fundamentals before you become fucking Bill Burr or whatever well, you want to become. Every and one of them have been clean before they're doing like right. they're doing that. Sure, yeah, and you have to find, you have to work on, and correct me if, I, if this isn't what you guys are saying, but I think it is. You got to work on finding the whole thing, especially when you're new, right? Like in my position is you got to find your voice and it takes time to do that. And and you got to speak from a place of honesty and try to, which is what I'm committed to at this point in time. It's like, I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying to like, obviously I want to try to keep things as like, I don't want to be as like crazy and like swear every other word and be all like out, out of out, like out there and really just try to be honest and try to put it in a, put it in a way where people, I can make people laugh and have it presented while I'm still talking about, who I am, you know what I mean? Things that are very like, very. I'm being very honest. Like, no, absolutely, crowd, you know and I mean? that's what it's all about. It's about <clears throat> honesty. It's about the honesty, uh, finding that honesty. That's when you find your voice. When the uh, when the audience is like, yeah, I this is totally who I see you as. Because they gotta believe you, right? I mean, they gotta yeah. sit there and go, I believe this guy or girl, bro. Yeah. I cannot tell you how long it took me. Like, I think I found my voice as a comic. Uh, or at least my first voice. I feel like sometimes you can go through multiple voices okay. uh, as you progress. Yeah. Uh, but my first one I found, and audiences are like, yeah, I totally see you as that. But for so long, I had it was just this, this fucking knife fight with some audiences where like, eh, we don't believe that, what you're saying. Or this, it was weird. There was right, dissonance. Right. There was dissonance. They sensed there. it. Yeah, they sensed it. Or that was uh, a perception or whatever. Well, there's also a there's also a thing where if you go like I guess it's joke writing one on one, you need to be real. You can play with things a little bit to where it's not as real as it was when it happened. Right. Like it's not like you have to be on the fucking stand like yeah. testifying, but Well, if you're telling funny. the fucking straight honest to God truth, that's not gonna be funny usually. Right, right, right. You gotta embellish and cause when you cook, if you cook chicken, it's gonna taste like shit if you just have straight chicken. Yeah. You gotta right. season it a little right. bit. Right. It has to start uh, from a place. Yeah, of you gotta truth season it and put you gotta put salt, sure. paprika, you gotta put all different kinds of things what on else? it. What else? To what make are more it spices? Better. What are more spices? We have the same you Euphemism, but with pizza in the Northeast, by the way, it's not chicken, but um, thank you for buttoning in the same. <laughs> that was nice, dude. He was just about to say more racist shit. Yeah, you know, you know, fucking cut him off. I but no, it's like it's that same kind of ideology of like, uh, don't don't go with just the initial thing that happened, like, you gotta spice it up a little bit, sure. And that's what it gets the audiences into it. But if you over spice it, I think that's what I was doing in the beginning. I was overspicing, and they were like, mm, "This is bad too." Like, you know, uh, send it back to the kitchen, right? You know, dude. Um, totally. No, I appreciate that. That's awesome, and uh, totally different subject. But one thing I was gonna say that's really funny, dude. That you, if you, when you guys watch it, you'll you'll see it. Uh, so they're talking about Sam Kinison era, obviously, in the Comedy Store documentary, right? So. He what he would do, and this is after he became huge. Like, this by the way, did you know he's buried in Tulsa? Have you gone to? Oh shit! We uh, like I used to, I I work the Tulsa club. He's about to go work it. Uh huh. It's a thing to do. That's go where to he's Tulsa. Buried. You go to Tulsa. Yeah, he's buried there. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I didn't. It's know that. a, that's that's a cool little side. That thing is good to, to know, do. huh? 
Uh, so yeah, this is after he's, this is like late eighties. He's Sam Kinison. He's like, he's the guy, right? Um, what he would do to up and coming comics that were younger and newer, like Jim Carrey is actually the one that's telling this story. So like back when they were like, all those guys like weren't super famous yet, but they were in the comedy store. They were well known, but they weren't celebrities yet. Right. So yeah. they were still like the up and comers. Sam Kinison was gigantic. What he would do when he was like working on new material, if they talk about how he'd always want to go up late. Like he'd always want to go up when there were like eight people left when he was like trying new shit, but he also wanted comics to watch him. So he would box them in to like force <laughs> to watch him. So he's like, he's like Jim Carrey was talking about like Sam Kinison came up to him and went, Hey man, uh, I really like your stuff. And I think you're going somewhere. Uh, I'm working on some new stuff tonight. Will you watch my set? And they're like, Jim Carrey's like, uh, yeah, sure, man. Like, what, what, what time are you going on? He's like, one forty-five. You know, and then he's like, uh, yeah, yeah. He, like, you can't say no. So he like, it was his way of like forcing people. Yeah, to fucking, you can't say no to Sam Kennison. Yeah. Like, mm, one forty-five. All right, dude. I'll hang out yeah, with you. And, yeah, yeah. It was fucking. And then funny, you dude. know, as soon as he got off stage, he's like, so shots, shots. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah dude, for sure. But um. But yeah, man, that's that's an awesome documentary. You guys got to check it out. It's fucking cool. The Sam Kinison one. Well, the the comedy store. Oh, because the they go through store, all yeah. the eras from the time it opened all the way up to now. It's pretty fucking cool. But uh, but yeah, man. Um, We're starting than, to get into the comedy thing. What else do you want to talk about? Comedy was. I'm well, sure we are. I think we fucking hit a wall, and I don't. I don't want to like. I don't want to keep. But we can talk about whatever, whatever you want to say. Whatever I mean, y'all want to talk about. I don't. What do you? What do you want, Paul? What do you got? <laughs> How long? Crux like his podcast lasts like one hour. I usually do an hour. We're probably like over ninety minutes. Which is great. No, there's no hard, fast rule. I just try to keep it that so I don't hold you guys hostage for too long because no. I'm just starting this shit out. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Like, we'll we'll come back with. We the can videos. also just fucking talk a little bit too while we're wrapping up afterwards yeah. and shit. But when, when the videos are on, we'll come, we'll come back. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Um, no, it was awesome having you guys. Also, uh, dates because I'm putting this out. This is coming out like tonight. So oh, it's coming yeah. out tonight. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. So this will, my point is it's current. So if you want to put some shit you got coming up, feel free to say whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you got referred to your calendar. Well, I know my dates. I um, Sorry, so. <laughs> Wow. All right. I'm going to pull up my actual calendar now. Like, all right, we're going to compete right now. Are we, are we competing right now? Is that what's, is it, You're okay. Win. Stop. <laughs> well, I'll tell everybody out there right now. You can catch me at open mic now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this Thursday, I'll be at the Stomping Grounds uh, in Dallas. This Friday, I'll be at Backdoor Comedy Club. Not not a big, you know, we'll, we'll be there together. Um, Saturday, I'm probably fucking my girlfriend. And then... Um, Next week, <laughs> how, how much are tickets to that? <laughs> Next week, I'm going to be opening for Ben Creed at Dallas Hyenas. Ooh, uh, the day ooh. after Thanksgiving, Saturday after that. Um, December 3rd, I'll be at TK's Comedy Club doing uh, his debut comedy opening night. And after that, I'll be at the Red Room at Josh's Marvelous Night of Comedy. Oh, shit. The week after that, I'm, uh, I'm at a Twilight feature spot on Wednesday. And also, oh my God, this is not a Claws Out show. It's at the Dives, the paid show. And I don't have any bookies after that. <laughs> so like, All right. So if I can posthumously <laughs> talk about my bookings. <laughs> no, uh, I, uh, I will be this Thursday at uh, DCC doing the Tyson's Dating Show. And then uh, December 4th, I'm doing the, the next night after Paul does TK's Comedy Club. I'm doing TK's Comedy Club. We're opening that club up together, right? 
fucking high five yeah <laughs> and then um december 11th uh brazos theater uh stomping ground december 15th uh hyenas fort worth december 16th through the 18th Hyenas Dallas, uh, January 6th through the 8th, and then Comedy Arena, January 28th through the 29th. I also have a January Hyenas Day if you want to plug that right now. No, you, you <laughs> forgot it. You forgot it. You forgot oh, it. Oh, shit. I had more December dates in here. Oh, oh you know, shit. Like, oh, oh well, shit. I had more November dates than you. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's an ebb and flow, bitch. Just enjoy it. <laughs> Well, there you go, man. There you go. We do. I sincerely thank you guys for coming by. Hey, thank and, you for having uh, us. Man. Hell yeah, man. So um, anytime you want us back, let us know, dude. Absolutely, man. I know that's the wine talking, but I do appreciate it. No, it's, it's actually me <laughs> talking. Kidding. No, man, that's. Awesome, I'm a dude. little bit like I don't know what Crooks didn't ask me before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. He was like, "Can I go?" I was like, "Yes, you can. Of course, you bro. can come, come to the saying. podcast." No, hell yeah, man. So everybody out there. Uh, I'm going to be talking to you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode. Keep helping me build Crux Nation. Crux, yeah, motherfuckers. Crux, yeah, bitches. Let me hear you say Crux, yeah. Crux, yeah. Let me hear you say Crux, yeah. Crux, yeah. Crux, yeah, podcast. Crux, Crux. You were clout chasing faking ass industry dick swallowable I can give a fuck about you and your fake followers Posting on your story in your daddy's pores You flush the bands that you perish cash out to